Hey guys, we are back. NBA season is coming up soon. Today the preseason starts, and we're here to give you some of our predictions and how we feel this NBA season will go. What's going on, guys? That's all? Uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're back. We're ready to go. And today's episode is for the bottom five teams in the East. Now, we all know the East is the weaker conference. In fact, I think uh, SpongeBob's got an opinion. If this plays. Yeah, here it is. This isn't your average everyday darkness. This is advanced darkness. That's right. Everyone knows the the East is the garbage heap of the NBA this year, and we're looking at the bottom we're at the five teams. The worst of the worst right now. Uh, so let's get on with it right now. Yeah. Top five, so uh, bottom five. I guess. Yeah, the bottom yeah. five. So also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Poor P O R R. Uh, we're also on Spotify. Or not sorry, not Spotify. SoundCloud. We're on iTunes, and I'm going to be putting us up on YouTube. There will be a visual accompaniment. There'll just be highlights, plays for the players and teams we're talking about, as well as a visual of our predictions for this season. So we each did a separate prediction, right? We each had separate yeah, lists. Yeah, mostly similar for the bottom because, well, they're trash. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mutual agreement, pretty much. Yeah, but the way the way it worked out was that for both conferences, I believe, our bottom five teams were the same teams in different order. Middle five were same teams, different order. And the top five were same teams, different order. So we're dividing this into three episodes, middle, bottom, and top. And let's get it started with the team that we feel will be dead last in the East. Who do you have? We got the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks. If you're surprised by this? You're probably a Hawks fan. Uh, Hawks fans, you should know that you're bad. Yeah, really. I mean, you got Trey Young. That's really it. Yeah, they got Trey Young with the fifth pick and sharpshooter Kevin Huerter with the 19th pick. Uh, they got Jeremy Lin in a trade with Brooklyn. Anything else from free agency that seemed important? Uh, Alex Len was a third yeah, pick. Yeah, Alex Len, solid player. But, I mean, there's... He's not going to get the yeah, lines. The <laughs> uh, Vince Carter's a great vet. Cole Aldridge, former Nick. Not he very was good. Former, no, he was not very good. Uh, uh, they had Mello for like a day. Yeah, he was a former Nick too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they let go of Dennis Schroeder. And uh, someone named Antinius Cleveland, who's kind of a running joke here between us because we have no clue who that is. But the the players still under contract include guys like Kent Bazemore, John Collins, and uh, what do you think the projecting starting lineup will be? Uh, honestly, rookies are going to play. Trey Young, point guard. Jeremy Lin, shooting guard. Toreen Prince, that's your small forward. John Collins, who I'm actually very high on. Kid's got hops. Power forward. And Dwayne Dedman. Solid player. He'll, he'll take up the center position. Yeah, so these are our predictions based off of what we've heard in the media and who we think is the best, what we think is the best direction for the team, but also what we think the team is most likely to do. So, uh, yeah, guys like John Collins, Trey Young, young guys will get a lot of playing time. And uh, best case scenario for this team, obviously Trey Young stands out, future star. John Collins improves, and so does Torin Prince. Yeah. There's really – that's really all you can hope for this season – there's not going to be any chance of a playoff berth. Yeah. You just want to see your young players improve. You don't even want a playoff berth, right? You want another pick next year. Yeah, I mean, there's no point for that. Yeah, because the big theme of their offseason was the trade for Trey Young. How do, how do you feel about that trade, giving up their pick to get a potential future pick, move down, give up the option to get Luka Doncic in order to get Trey Young? I am personally not very high on Trey Young. I just don't see a potential all-star future with him. Yeah. There's something about him. I don't think his game will translate well to the NBA. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a chucker. He just throws yeah. up shots. He uh, he started off the summer league horrendously. The clips you're seeing now, if you're watching the YouTube version, which I recommend you go check out, there'll be Trey Young lighting it up against the Bulls, I believe. But he also chucked brick after brick for the first couple games. So, yeah. Uh, he wasn't very consistent in the summer league. No, and I don't see him being any more consistent when he's got guys like Russell Westbrook guarding him on a nightly basis. So, yeah, any other comments on the Hawks? Just a trash heap, basically. Yeah, I mean, on the bright side, you're going to get a top pick. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the future. All right, so next at 14th, another one that we agreed on was that the Orlando Magic would be 14th in the East. Uh, really, the main players they added in free agency and through the draft, we got Mo Bamba. That's going to be big for them. Yeah. Uh, Jerry and Grant. And Timothy Mozgov. Those are the big ads. Yeah, Mozgov was just a salary move, right? They yeah, moved beyond yeah. before him. And I really don't understand that because mm, of all the other forwards they have and centers. Yeah, they're loaded at the center spot, which we'll I talk just about next. I feel like there's still a lot of dysfunction in this franchise. Yeah, because if you look at their big men, they have Bamba, who's a center. They have Isaac, who's a power forward center. And they have Nikola Vucevic, who's a center. You don't really know who's starting out of those. And Aaron Gordon is probably better at the power forward position because he's a great stretch player. Yeah, and they have to start Bamba. They have to get him ready for the NBA if they really are interested in him. Yeah, I and think... you got Aaron Gordon, yeah. like Yeah, they need to try and Vucevic. find playing time. Honestly, they got to trade Vucevic at this point if they want to start their younger players more. Yeah, but who wants Nikola Vucevic, a exactly. post-up center who can't play defense? He's playing a dying form of basketball. Yeah, he's kind of, no offense to Nikola Vucevic, kind of useless in this version of the NBA. Unless he comes off the bench like Greg Monroe does, he's not really great. So, uh, projected starting lineup. It was hard to kind of come up with a projected starting lineup considering the Orlando Magic have no viable point guard and like four <laughs> young bigs. It's we, usually an issue. Yeah, it's when the point guard position's the most important one in the NBA. And you're starting DJ Augustine in his 12th NBA season. Not the best. But alongside him, we have Evan Fournier, shooting guard, Aaron Gordon at a forward spot, Jonathan Isaac joining him, and then probably Nikola Vucevic will start at center. We're not sure yet. I honestly don't agree with. Yeah, we think they should play Bamba, but coming out of media day, we have... I think they need to get rid of Vucevic, honestly. Yeah, he's... It doesn't make sense to have him on this team anymore. He's clogging, definitely clogging their rotation. That and the fact that they don't have a point guard. I mean, Jerry and Grant played okay for the Bulls last year. But he's a backup at best, and they don't have a player for the future to play that position. They haven't had one. They drafted yeah. Alfred Payton, got rid of him for a second-round pick. Yeah, that doesn't. that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, the, what they have now won't work. So best-case scenario for the Magic, honestly, Isaac and Bamba, we see a significant improvement there, best-case scenario. I honestly... I think it's appropriate that Bamba starts sooner rather than later, and Definitely. hopefully the Magic catch on to that. And Gordon and Isaac and Bamba all work together well. And they need a point guard, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, they got to make a trade. Hopefully they can get rid of Vucevic for some sort of point guard. They probably should have moved for Dennis Schroeder, knowing that he was on the block. That would have probably worked well for them, too. Yeah, passing point guard fast. Yeah. Speed. But, hey, you can't. Uh, it's bad to look back on the past, I guess. What could have been. But I look forward to the future. But the worst case is that they never find a point guard. They don't get a high draft pick next year. 
that the bigs are too crowded, that Isaac and, and I mean, Bamba don't work. Yeah, worst case, they can honestly switch with the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is saying something. Yeah. It's just, there's not a lot of bright spots on the Magic. You Gordon, gotta pick. It's you, like the Hawks. You gotta pick. Gordon's a good player. I'm not gonna hit on Aaron Gordon. Yeah. But he's not in a system that there's makes him thrive. There's nothing else around him. Yeah, and just young guys that I feel like they're reluctant to let them play as much with all these veterans. Yeah, head coach Steve Clifford isn't kind of they brought in Steve Clifford, right? I don't have a lot of faith in him as a head coach either. No, I mean, he couldn't get the Hornets to the playoffs. He's not getting this group to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But so should we move up to your thirteenth spot? At thirteenth, you had the Chicago Bulls. I differed. I had them at eleven, but we're gonna talk about them now. Their clips are playing right now. You had the Bulls 13, I had them 11. So what'd they do this offseason? A very small part of me ranking this, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to stray from that question. A very <laughs> small part of this ranking for me, I got to clarify, is my f- slight bias towards the Knicks, I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah, I put the Knicks but, behind the Bulls because I'm a Bulls fan. Yeah, we're like that, you know. It's hard not to be. We're obnoxious like that. Uh, I got to clarify, I'm a Bulls fan, he's a Knicks fan. I don't know if we've talked about that yet. That's where we yeah. stand. So, item 13th, I mean, they added, the big one's Jabari Parker, the other one's Antonius Cleveland. The legend! He's, he's showing up again. Legend uh, from the Atlanta Hawks. I don't think Jabari's going to pan out very well. I don't have a lot of faith in him. I see how he might put more into it, considering he's from Chicago, but I just don't have a lot of faith in his ability to, like, hold up with through an 82-game season. Yeah, two ACL tears, and I think an MCL tear as well. Just not a healthy guy. I'm also questioning the Levine signing it was, yeah. Yeah, two years. Way too it? much money for him. Four years, $80 million. That and was I'm just... I'm sure oh. some Bulls fans would agree with me. I agree with you. <laughs> so those are my two reasons, pretty much. The dra- They had a nice draft. Wendell Carter Jr., really looking nice. Chandler yeah. Hutchinson is a good player, too. Yeah, I don't really know much about him, but... He's a good swing man. I feel like little. I feel like Wendell Carter Jr. and Markinen can really work together well. They can yeah. complement each other nicely. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Although we didn't project Wendell Carter to start right away, our projected starting lineup for opening night is Chris Dunn at point guard, Zach Levine at shooting guard, Jabari Parker at small forward, Laurie Markinen at power forward, and veteran Robin Lopez soaking up minutes at center. And eventually that center position will switch. Yeah, if all goes well, it will be Wendell I feel Carter like, Jr. I feel like Robin will be a good mentor to him as well. Yeah, it's good to have a veteran guy, teach him how to beat up mascots, Yeah, how to play defense, get boards. It'll be good. I personally am not a fan at, of Jabari Parker at small forward, though. He's shown no ability to defend anyone, and he's especially yeah. worse in plus minus when he's at uh-huh. the small forward position. And then that forces Markinen to not play. Sometimes he likes to play small ball five. We're going to see less of that. I don't know. But best case scenario, this offense is electric. Zach Levine returns to Zach Levine. Jabari Parker puts up 20. Markinen puts up, like, hopefully 20. I mean, honestly, I see Laurie improving. I mean, yeah, but how the, many? Way, the way his rookie season went, went it's kind of hard for him to uh, stagnate. But yeah. fastest, you never know. Fastest player to 103 in NBA history. Yeah, that's something to be proud of if you're the Bulls. How many touches will he get, though, with Zach Levine and Jabari Parker yeah, on that's, the court? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because, like, they're going to want to give these guys the ball because of this con- the contracts they gave them, but I don't think that's going to benefit them very well. 
Yeah, it will. It'll slow down Laurie Markkinen's development, definitely, and probably uh, Wendell Carter's as well. So best case, offense is electric and the players do improve. Worst case, Jabari's injured, Levine's injured, and they deter the young guys from growing. Yeah. All right. We're up to twelve now. Next up, yep, we have the New York Knicks. I think they had a very nice free agency. The draft was excellent. One of the best drafts I've seen the Knicks have in a while. Oh, yeah. I have them uh, at 12th. Nick has them at 13th. Yeah, I have them one behind. I think they didn't do a lot in free agency, but I'm okay with that. They made very small ads like Mario Hazonja and Noah Vonley. Guys that still have to prove themselves, and I think they will be given that opportunity on a team like the Knicks. Honestly, the Knicks could be end up finishing the season much lower than this yeah. based on the team they have here, but... I think they understand that, and they're okay with that because this season's all about seeing where they're at with all these young players. They have a lot of unproven players who were drafted in the lottery, such as Moutier, back to Hazonja, a lot of 2015, actually. Yeah, that draft wasn't the best draft. Luckily, we got Chris Stops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they got one of the good guys out of it. Speaking of Chris Stops... The season actually pretty much is all when he comes back, if he comes back this year. Yeah, rumors are he might not return. Yeah, and at the best, it's probably Christmas. So, yeah. Obviously, Kevin Knox is going to be the guy everyone's looking at, but I wouldn't forget about Mitchell Robinson. I could easily see him sneaking in as the starting, as somewhere in the starting lineup by the end of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. The point guard situation's a little weird. Our starting, our our projected starting lineup has Frank Nielakina starting, but Trey Burke at the end of last season showed that he could easily start, and I feel like Moutier has something to prove too. So I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Burke ends up starting. Yeah, he got some he got some buckets last year, but uh, you said that they have no chance at making the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. But Ennis Kanter's nipples are hard. He wants this playoff. Birth. Don't if get you, me started on that. If, uh, you, if you haven't seen the interview, Google Ennis Canner nipples hard. It's good. Might want to be careful about Googling that. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're right, you're right. So the rest of the starting lineup, we have Frank at point guard, Courtney Lee at shooting guard. I honestly see him getting traded sometime throughout the season. Tim Hardaway Jr., big contract. He's going to start. Not as bad as I thought he would be last year, but still room for improvement, obviously. We have Kevin Knox at power forward. Really going to have time to shine there and Ennis Cantor rounding out the starting five yeah so Nick what do you think the worst case scenario is here worst case scenario for the Knicks is just that Kristaps doesn't come back isn't healthy and Kevin Knox's summer league was just a fluke which I I don't think is true I think he'll I think he'll be great I mean, but, uh, based off of last year with Donovan Mitchell and Tatum performing the way they did in the summer league, I'm confident in Knox. But yeah. you never know. He is a very young guy. Yeah. I mean, my problem is that Chris Stops, he, his, he's too big to run this much. He's like Sean Bradley, kind of. Obviously, he's much more talented. But yeah, his, let's cool it. <laughs> yeah. His body just can't support this level of movement. Yeah, yeah. It's all about getting stronger and stronger, or else he really won't be able to handle it. He can't handle the wear and tear of an 82-game season. Yeah. Also, Coach Fisdale, I think you mentioned him. I think Fisdale... I don't know. I mean, Fisdale, he's... I'm getting, like, the idea that he'll be a good coach for a team like this with a lot of young guys that he'll give opportunities to. But we'll see. I mean, new co- new head coaches are always kind of a mystery. 
Yeah, he had that uh, conflict with Marcus Saw last season. That doesn't really scare me. That yeah. team was just imploding last year. Yeah, I wouldn't really look at last year. It's just new head coach. You gotta learn some new things. Yeah, he'll be better than Jeff Hornacek. No, let's not forget Derek Fisher. Oh, even worse. Everyone's better than Derek Fisher. So Knicks have not had the best coaches. Hopefully they'll turn it around and hopefully yeah. they'll have a better season. So last team in our bottom five basement of the East is the Brooklyn Nets. You had them at the top of the garbage pile at 11th. 11th yep. I had them at 12th. I thought they would be a little worse than the Bulls, but I'm a little biased. So uh, big signings. Who do you think their, uh, their big additions were this year? I really like Shabazz Napier. Really? Yeah, I feel like I remember when he was on the Heat way back when. He was little LeBron. He's yeah, he's guy. And I feel like he's gonna shine here. I mean, it's kind of hard to shine when you have D'Angelo Russell and what's his name Dinwiddie's still on the roster. But oh yeah, I think he's gonna make a name for himself on this team. He already was doing really well behind Damian Lillard in Portland. Yeah, I mean, he could be a nice backup for this team once they figure out the whole D'Angelo Russell situation. Yeah. They also added everyone's favorite vet, Jared Dudley. Got him from the Suns. Him and Ennis have some beef going on there. Really? I didn't see that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they when he was on the Suns last year, they had a nice little fight. It's fun to watch. Jared Dudley's such a nice guy, though. He's a great veteran in the locker room. Anyways, yeah, they added him and Kenneth Reed. Kenneth Reed will be interesting. The manimal. Throwback to when he was important for the Nuggets. Uh, Really not allowed on their draft because they still don't have good picks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got Dezanan Musa with the 29th pick, who I've seen uh, some analysts saying is a great dark horse, but I think that's just because he's Russian and they think he could come out of nowhere. I, I don't see him being impactful, but who knows? The um, big one, the big guy to watch on the Nets this year is definitely Jared Allen. Jared Allen, the seven-footer out of Texas. He shoots the, th- he sh- he shoots the three ball. He does so much for the team. He, uh, he was a defensive monster last year. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see him grow. Yeah. Because the Nets know he's good, and they're going to let him play. Yeah, him, Rondae Hollis, Jefferson, Caris LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie's only 25. He looks like a 30-year-old man, but he's 25. <laughs> they got a lot of interesting pieces, I have to say. I mean, this season could go either way for them. I mean, either way, they're in the basement. But they could either end it top of it i guess or the bottom yeah i mean things can click and things might not we'll see yeah so the best case i would say is d'angelo russell comes back plays really well and cements himself as a potential star in this league chris lavert ronde Hollis, jefferson and Jarrett allen continue to improve and the role players keep chucking up threes in that new system that new management oh, yeah. has brought in with Sean Marks and the credit, team. Credit to the new ownership for really making yeah. do with what they have. They fixed that whole Russia-Jay-Z mess. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's really tough, especially with no picks every year. And the worst case for this team, it's pretty much centered around D'Angelo. I mean, he's a wild card. You really have, We really have no idea how he's going to pan out this year. Mm. And... Uh, it's really heavy on Dinwiddie and Allen to improve. What's gonna happen? What's the state of their team if they don't improve? Not very good. Yeah. It's good to know that they have a first rounder again this year. That's always nice. Yeah, that's new. So, you know, things are the lights coming. <laughs> yeah, they've definitely come out of that basement after the trade for Gerald Wallace, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce back <sighs> in 2013. The nightmare. 
that was a horrible trade. And that's why the Boston Celtics, you won't see them until our last video on the East, because they really won that deal and shaped their franchise well. So I think that's the end of our uh, our discussion of the basement, right? We got through the yep. bottom five. That's our bottom five. Yeah, just to recap, I had the Hawks at 15. So did well. We also both had the Magic at 14. 14, yep. The Chicago Bulls, you had, had them. I had them at 13th. I had them at 11. The New York Knicks. I had them at 12th. I had them at 13th. And the Brooklyn Nets. I had them at 11th. And I know you're going to hate me, Knicks fans, for putting the Nets ahead, but... They've got healthy know. players, yeah. and the Knicks don't. We get, it's all about Kristaps. Yeah, I had them at 12th. So uh, that finishes up this video. We'll uh, we have a schedule coming up. So every Sunday, I believe, is when our videos are going up. Normally, at least for now, it won't be more than one a week. We have to get into college. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of important. But because we have these extra videos, for the next two weeks, there will be episodes Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Sunday will be either East or West Part 1. Yeah. Wednesday, coming up this Wednesday, is East Part 2. And then East Part 3 falls on Friday. So we'll see you guys then. Really excited to get these videos out, guys. And as always, take it easy. You know it.